welcome back to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This is episode 36. We're just cruising along with these episode numbers. It is Martin Luther King Day, January 20th. Great holiday, great man. I am obviously a white fellow, but what he did for our country and to make us equal and to have everybody come together, you know, it doesn't always happen. Even in 2019, there's still racism and prejudice and and stuff like that. But if you ask me, if you're smart and realize people are people, it doesn't matter what their skin color is, everything is all good. Some of my best friends are not white. I talk to them all the time. We have similarities, we have interests that are the same, and we are very different. And that's what's awesome about being American and having people like Martin Luther King pave the way to make things different. Great day. Hopefully, you know, everybody at least thought about him for a second or took the time to read a couple quotes or some of the stuff that he had done, maybe Wikipedia page, good person to know about and to respect on his day. Well, we have a very awesome guest in Nate Stubler. If you don't know, he graduated from LaSalle, Peru in 2017 after winning the State Boys Bowling Championship. That is very, very hard to do. Very, very hard to do. (laughs) I don't even know how else to say it. The competitions get crazy. Even regionals are tough. Good bowlers get knocked out of regionals every year. Sectionals even tougher. It's, it's not a joke. Even making it to state doesn't happen every year for athletes in the area or, you know, even a bigger outside of the area. It doesn't happen often. So to get to state and then to win it is amazing. He is now at St. Ambrose University bowling for them he is a junior and he talks about how his season's going he just came back from a surgery he's had a couple tournaments i spoke to him saturday morning before he bowled in a tournament in addison illinois kind of schaumburg chicago area and they've been doing pretty well i'm sure saint ambrose is glad to have nate back he is a dominant bowler and even before this weekend in addison He has been doing other stuff outside of college bowling. He made the junior Team USA last year, and this year he competed or auditioned or did a tryout for the adult Team USA team. Fell a little short, but he talks about that, the differences between junior Team USA, adult Team USA, him taking a little break, coming back from injury, things like that, college season. Always great to talk to the brosif. I call him a brosif. Great kid. It was always fun to chat with him, talk to him. He is on this show. Great interview. That's all I'm going to say. Some things I want to talk about before we get to Nate. First, NFL playoffs, AFC, NFC championship games. I am excited. I picked the winners. I picked the Chiefs. I picked the 49ers. And I'm glad the games went the way they went. The Titans and the Chiefs was sort of close, not too bad. Both teams, you know, had things going here, going there. Patrick Mahomes rose to the occasion and led KC to a 35-24 win for the AFC Championship. They are going to the Super Bowl for the first time in like 50 years. That's amazing. Kind of crazy it's been that long. Like I've said a couple times in previous podcasts, the Chiefs have been a really good team for... I don't know, five, six years. And I keep thinking they're going to get through. You know, their stadium is one of the toughest to play in. When you're there, they have a home field advantage. It's not like other places where, you know, there's some games where you'll see the other team has just as many or even more fans than the team that plays in that stadium. 
not the case with the Chiefs. You go to KC, it is all Chiefs fans, and they are loud, obnoxious, and love their football. So, congrats to the Chiefs. I'm excited to see them in the Super Bowl. And they are going against the 49ers, who I am not a huge 49er fan. Honestly, outside of the Bears, I'm kind of just, you know, it's players. I love certain players. I like how they play the game, things like that. Outside of the Bears, I don't really root for teams. When we get to this level, though, if the Packers are still alive, I am rooting for whoever is going against them. Thank you, 49ers, for not allowing the Packers into the Super Bowl. That would have made my January awful. Very, very awful. And then I guess February, because I think the Super Bowl is in February. It would have made the first couple months of 2020 awful. <laughs> That's for sure. 49ers had a 27-0 lead at halftime. I was super pumped, and I put it on Facebook. I'm like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I took a screenshot of ESPN scoreboard with the 49ers trouncing Packers. It ended up being 37-20, so Packers came back. But, I mean, they were still down 17 points, so it wasn't like they were going to win the game. So we got 49ers and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I kind of like that matchup. Two teams that, I mean, we thought they were going to be good coming into the season. I know there were some people like, oh, secretly, you know, the 49ers are going to be all right. It wasn't really secretly. They had a pretty good team. Their defense stepped up last year. They just had some holes offensively. Well, they had a backup quarterback. Bring in Jimmy Garoppolo off of the injury last year. He comes. He played pretty fantastic all season. And they still had a good defense. They still had playmakers. They still had those pieces that were starting to show last year. So for them to make it to the Super Bowl this year really isn't a surprise. I mean, they could have been a dark horse, maybe not a favorite, but the NFC was so wide open, so wide open. It wasn't like the AFC. You had the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. It was going to be one of them. The Titans, give them all the credit in the world. They knocked out the Patriots and the Ravens in the playoffs. Congrats for them to even get to the AFC Championship game. Because nobody was thinking that was going to happen. So the Chiefs knock the Titans out. 49ers knock out the Packers. And we have a pretty solid Super Bowl of teams that could make it. Didn't know if they were going to make it. But all the pieces fit into place when they needed to be. And here we are. Ah, uh, man, I don't know who to pick, though. I kind of want to pick the Chiefs. It would be cool to see them win. I am an Andy Reid fan. I like to stint with Philly. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. And I like my homies. Patrick Mahomes, call them Mahomes because my friend calls them Mahomes. I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. I don't see why not. They have done everything that they need to do to get to where they're at, and I don't see them slowing down. And Mahomes, Mahomes, he's hungry. But either way, whoever wins, the Chiefs or the 49ers, it should be a great game. Both are great teams, and I'm just pumped up about good football at this point. Now that the Packers are out, I really don't have anything to worry about. I don't care who wins. Whichever team wins, you know, deserves it, we'll go from there. Also in the sports world, on Saturday, I watched that Conor McGregor fight. 40 seconds. It was crazy. It was a cool 40 seconds, though. I mean, if you have to have a quick fight like that, the shoulder jabs to the face broke that cowboy's nose. Then he gets booted in the side of the head, falls down, and Conor just jumps on him pretty much. A couple of, like, bam-bam punches to the dome, and it was over. It was so fast, so fast. If you pay for it, I apologize. Me and Cousins were going to pay for it, and then we found out a way not to. So that's what we did, and we watched it. And to be completely honest, 
the undercard really wasn't that cool either. The Holly Holmes fight wasn't nothing to rave about. I think it was the last fight on the prelims. Macy Barber tore ACL and was bleeding profusely from her head. That was insane. She she fought to the end though. No doubt about that. She fought to the end. Lost by decision. But those are the only highlights from the UFC, I guess, pay-per-view card in the prelims. Conor McGregor is a monster. He's a beast. I don't know if he's the best in the world. I don't know anything like that. I'm not a real crazy in the UFC. I'll catch the big fights, things like that. But, I mean, he's obviously made a name for himself. Everybody knows who he is, whether you're in the UFC or not. All over Facebook, all over Twitter. And the 40 seconds of doom for the Cowboy is all anybody has talked about, even going into Monday. So... Hopefully you watched it. I mean, if, if you blinked, you missed it. You saw McGregor just dominate. And he did it differently. Who throws shoulder jabs? Like, he was literally punching the cowboy in the face with his shoulder. Hit him about four or five times. One of them cracked his nose and broke it. Insane. Just got him in the right place, right time. I don't know if you've ever been hit in the nose or broke your nose. I've never broke mine, but it, I've been hit in the nose before. It stings, and it, it catches you off guard. You lose train of thought, whatever you're trying to do. It takes a minute to get back into place. Well, Cowboy didn't have a minute to get back into place. He had his nose broke and then was getting pounced upon by McGregor. So once he, his nose was gone, he was gone. It was game over, <laughs> no doubt. Watching some Netflix over the weekend. Had a three-day weekend because Martin Luther King Day gave me the day off from work. So watch the, the Mind of Aaron Hernandez is an extremely awesome i think it's three episodes they're probably a little bit over an hour it is an amazing show if you don't know who aaron hernandez is or was you should still watch this it is a pretty good i guess docu-series of what had happened with aaron hernandez he was a tight end for the first university of florida played with tim tebow won national championships with florida and then went to New England and played with Tom Brady, went to a Super Bowl there, actually had a touchdown in the Super Bowl there. Then he gets convicted of murder, he goes to prison, and then he kills himself. And the whole story, how everything happened, and the other people and intangibles in it is really, really interesting. Altogether, it's like three and a half hours. You don't have to marathon it, but I suggest you watch it. It is pretty, pretty entertaining. It's real life. It's... Like I said, it's a documentary, and it tells you what happened to something, you know, that most of us all know about already. So, check it out if you can. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And I'm seeing the memes everywhere, because his wife is on trial. She is on the witness stand, and gets asked a question about the gun. Where did you put it? She goes, in a dumpster. And they're like, well, where's the dumpster? She's like, I don't know. And, like, smiles. And that meme is everywhere. So, if you've seen the meme, then you definitely have to check out the show to know what it's referencing. And then Sunday night, checked out A Fall From Grace, also on Netflix. It's a pretty cool movie. Tyler Perry always does good work. I'm not going to get into any spoilers. I suggest you watch it. It is very crazy. I like crazy scary-wise, but just how it's kind of suspenseful and how they set it up. I thought going into it, probably about an hour in, I'm like, this is kind of like a Lifetime movie. But then you get through it a little more and you're like, okay, this is way better than a Lifetime movie. But it kind of had that feel for a little bit and how they set stuff up and things like that. And the situation that it's going through, like a relationship, you know, things like that. 
and then all of a sudden it turns <laughs> and you're like oh man this is really entertaining yeah, I definitely want to watch the rest of this so I'm not gonna give you anything more than that a fall from grace check it out really good movie I enjoyed it well that's all I have for this intro please listen to Nate Stubler good friend awesome bowler and he's gonna continue to do big things I don't see him backing away at all and he talks about this we talk about all kinds of learning stuff for kids too and trying to keep the drive he's been bowling since he was two years old so he talks about keeping the drive alive and not giving up on bowling and pushing himself to continue to do what he loves to do and doing it at a very high level so enjoy that conversation we will be back soon until next time peace well i have talked to a lot of people over the years whether it be for the newspaper, radio, and one person I always keep coming back to is, of course, 2017 LaSalle, Peru graduate and bowling state champion, Nate Stubler. Got Nate on the phone with me right now. How's it going, Nate? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, Brandon? I am doing well. How many interviews have we done together? This has got to be like 30 or 40. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know, but it's got to be close to a little over 10, if not if not more. I mean, it's, it's been a lot, man. <laughs> Always a pleasure talking to you, though. Always. Same here. And I'll, I'll uh, you know, make the number way bigger than it is and say 40. But, yeah, it's close. Probably about 10, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think I was lowballing a little too much on that 10. That's not me. Yeah, I'll be closer to 40. That's all right. <laughs> Even if we say an average, we go 20. That's, that's pretty high, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, 20, 20 per year. Well, one of the reasons that we're always talking is because you're always doing some awesome work at the bowling lanes. You are a fantastic bowler, obviously state champ in 2017. You went to state as a junior. And even as a junior, did you finish in the top 10? I finished fourth, yeah. Fourth, there we go. So fourth as a junior, state champion as a senior. Well, and then you continued after school. We're a USA junior team member that you uh, shot for and you made the team. Yeah, uh, last year I went to Team Trials in January and tried out for the U.S., or for Team U.S. for bowling, and then I ended up making it. So that was really awesome to go out there, and especially being my first time, not really knowing what to expect. I was just happy I could put up a respectable showing and you know, eventually earn that junior Team USA spot. And then to even prolong it some more, didn't you just audition for something else? Uh, yes, actually. I went out there again. I spent seven days in Vegas this year trying to make the adult Team USA because once you turn 21, you can no longer be for like the Team USA. So I went out there this year too. It wasn't as good of a showing that I was hoping for, but ultimately it was a great learning experience. And yeah, it, it still turned out to be all right. What was the different competition level from you know Junior USA to Adult USA? I mean, it had to be not saying that the bowlers in the junior level were bad. But not by any means, but it had to be a different level of competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We uh, When you bowl for the junior team USA, you pretty much only bowl against like the youth division, which are people under the age of uh, 21. Then you also bowl against some actors as well in terms of like tournament format. But when you're bowling for the adult team USA, you're bowling against the youth, the amateurs, and the professional bowlers. So it's definitely tougher this year in terms of competition with having to bowl against. I want to say there were maybe 20 pros out there. And it's not like the whole field are, are pro bowlers, which is kind of nice. A lot of them are college kids. 
when you bowl for the adult in USA, you're pretty much bowling strictly against like everybody that bowls in a competition. So I think this year there was 176 competitors. So when you're bowling for the adult team USA, there's no longer divisions. You're, you're pretty much bowling against like the pro bowlers that are out on tour and uh, the amateurs that pretty much just are professionals but don't have like their PBA cards. So I mean, there's a lot of great competition out there. So it's a fun experience ultimately. I mean, you watch some of these people, you know, the professional bowlers on TV that make, you know, the TV shows and everything. It's really awesome to get to watch them out there and then all of a sudden you're bowling in a tournament with them. You know, you get to bowl with them. So it's just kind of cool, like, because some people, you know, really look up to these guys. So it's, it's definitely a fun experience overall. And they're all great people. They're all easy to talk to and easy to get along with. So it's, it's really enjoyable. We'll get back to, you know, USA bowling and stuff like that, but just some bowling in general. Like, I've been to a lot of meets for high school stuff, been to a couple college ones, and it seems like bowling is kind of like a community anyway. You see all these same athletes or competitors, you know, all over the state or, you know, when you get to college and Team USA, you know, all over the country, and I'm sure... You know, once you run into each other a few times here and there, you start to form friendships and stuff like that. I'm sure that you oh, gain yeah. many, many, many friends from bowling. Oh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, when you, you know, go to these tournaments over and over again, whether it's just on, like, the statewide level or whether it's the national level, I mean, you really start to recognize, you know, all these people that are in these tournaments. Even if you don't know everybody by name, like, you, you recognize people. And it's kind of weird. Like, you remember specific ways, like... You remember for specific things, which is kind of interesting, but, like, sometimes if someone has, like, a unique form, like, when they bowl, like, I mean, you just remember them from that. And then, like, you see them and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember I saw them at this specific tournament. And ultimately, a little bit different, like, once you hit college, because you see these, you know, uh, the athletes, like, you bowl tournaments such as Junior Gold, which happens once a year, when you bowl team trials, which happens once a year, like, you tend to recognize a lot of the kids, but it doesn't seem like everyone really talks to each other. Everyone's just kind of, like, in their own space. But, like, once you start bowling college, though, you know everybody. I mean, when you see a lot of these college kids and you bowl them for months a year and compete against them, you know, that's really what the friendships form. And it's a lot easier, for some reason, when you're in the team aspect of that, of getting to know kids from other teams or it really is a community. I mean, in a way, we're all kind of in this together. We're all trying to grow the sport of bowling. We're always trying to get better at what we do. And so a lot of us live for the competition aspect of it. And ultimately, I mean, that's what makes the game fun for us. So, How did you end up finishing for the adult USA team trials? Um, so for this year, I ended up finishing 23rd out of 170-something, which... It was worse than last year's finish, because last year I finished seventh overall. Yeah, this year, ultimately, I just, I had a really rough day one. Luckily, I was able to continuously pick it up after that. Day one, honestly, was just kind of a killer for me, because it's all based on a point system. If you take first place on day one, you get one point. And if you take 50th on day one, you get 50 points. And ultimately, you know, whoever has the least amount of points is, you know, pretty much the winner. And how that works, too, is... Typically, you, you want to finish in the top 10. If you finish in the top 10, you're in a really good spot at either making an adult team or junior team. Yeah, with that, I just had a really rough day one where I think I finished 100. I think I got like 108 points day one out of 170. Like, it was 
it was horrible. Like, it was, I was just not there, like, for some reason. Like, things just weren't clicking. And, you know, ultimately, like, it was honestly kind of an embarrassing experience, you know, having a, a just going out there just for that. And, you know, just not really giving a true showing or, like, being able to perform. So that was, that was definitely the, a hard part of the whole trip. But after that, I just kind of had, like, a feeling of, like, you know what? I got nothing to lose. I just, I got to remember, like, hey, I got nothing to lose. And I'm, I'm still here. And there's still four more days of competition. So ultimately, just try to do what I know that I can do and try to perform the best that I can. And eventually, ended up picking it up the last four days. Top 40 finished day two, a top 30 finished day three. And then the last two days were phenomenal. I had a eighth place finish on day four. And if actually I, I led the block on day five, so got one point on day five. So that was really awesome. And honestly, that was kind of a way to like top off the trip. And if I just didn't have that bad day one, I, I would have been right there in terms of points. So, you know, if I would have been maybe taken like the top 20 in day one, then, you know, I probably could have had a spot for Team USA. So it's, it's just one of those things to keep in the back of my head. And as I continue to work, just I just got to remember that, that, you know, it's, it's certainly possible. It's out there. You just honestly just got to be consistent for all five days for all five different patterns we bowl on. So, so it was kind of nice, too, because after the day one finish, if you finish in the top four for a day, you get a nice little money incentive. So for taking first on the last day, I was able to come home with a $500 payday. So it, it, was, uh, it definitely perked me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true American. <laughs> awesome man well sorry for the uh the day one debacle but at least you bounced back but you've kind of made a career out of that not always starting off slow but if there was anything that detoured you through a round or a day or something like that you were usually able to bounce back so it's good to see that you can still do that yeah i mean my parents actually gave me the nickname of the comeback kid because for some reason i like start out slow you know it's weird it's like i don't have a sense of urgency until it's like you know really coming down to the last two games of a tournament or last you know like near the end and then finally i'm like all right Nate, you kind of need a kick in the butt like let's let's start going and actually start bowling now so yeah it's been <laughs> i wish that wasn't a trait that i had because i wish i you know didn't always have such slow starts but when you say parents you're talking about Bob and Cindy Stubler shout out to them I haven't seen them in a while <laughs> yeah they're they're doing good uh bowling center's doing well they're just kind of just kind of chilling and actually I'll be seeing them this weekend because we're in Addison for a tournament so they'll be coming up so it'll be nice to see them but yeah they're, they're doing well where's Addison at? Addison, Illinois it's pretty much Chicago like we're staying in Schaumburg so we're like 15 minutes out from the bowling center it's pretty much just outside Chicago. Right before we get to that, because you were there, of course, for St. Ambrose Bowling Team, I just wanted to ask you one more question about the USA stuff. 
Obviously, you were selected to the Junior USA team. You got to wear the USA shirt. You are attempting, trying to get an adult USA team polo. Just talk about that feeling of being able to wear that and say, like, hey, I represent my country in this sport that I love and have played my entire life. What does that mean to you? I, I, I honestly don't even know how to describe it. It's is such an amazing feeling. I was like last year, like when I made it, it didn't really hit me until after. Like everyone was kind of congratulating me because we knew. So basically, if you take top four, whatever division you're in, you get a, you get a spot. So, and I was second for my division for last year. So it was kind of known that I was going to make it. But honestly, I was just waiting for something to happen and be like, oh, yeah, like, you don't get it. Like, it really wasn't surreal until I actually got the jacket. So, I mean, that was really just an, a great experience. And, uh, like, everyone was congrat- like, people were congratulating me that, because there were some Ambrose people there and obviously my family. And, like, being congratulated, like, as soon as I was finished, like, it didn't really hit me that much. I was just like, oh, thanks. You know, it was just kind of whatever. But it wasn't until I was actually going to the back of the paddock and I was putting my stuff away that it really hit me that I was, I was like, you did it. Like, you you accomplished something you've been wanting to accomplish for almost five years now. You know, like, the first time you go out to team trials, like, they had a great showing. Like, honestly, I couldn't believe it. It was so surreal. Like, I was emotional. Like, it was awesome. Like, it was, I mean, just, just making a spot for you know, to represent your country and getting the jacket, being able to represent the jersey. I mean, that's something nobody can ever take away from you. So it was definitely a surreal moment by far, probably definitely one of my top three, like all time, like achievements or like favorite tournaments that good result on my end and then just worked out. So yeah, that, that moment was surreal. Unless I can make adult team eventually, I don't know if anything can really top that. The thing was just phenomenal. And then going down to team camp and everything, too, and, you know, getting to train with the best and everything was just absolutely so surreal. Like, it was it was almost like I was living a dream, honestly. Just, you know, sometimes just kind of, trying, you know, just forgetting about it and just, you know, just trying to live in the moment was... <laughs> it's hard to describe. It was really just... The feeling was just amazing and I'm so thankful for the opportunities that I've been given for my family friends and it's, it's been wonderful have you been in any competitions with team junior USA uh, no I was not selected for any of the competitions they have like age requirements for them so I was only eligible for one tournament and then that one tournament I was not selected for so all right so now is your stint with team junior USA is that over then yeah, so technically, like, once, like, the next year's team trials is over with, that's, like, when your, like, term on Team USA is done. So it's basically just, like, a year-long thing, technically. But, yeah, so technically it's that that's done until next January. Ultimately, still, which was very nice about how it works for making that, if you make Team USA or Junior Team USA, you get an invite to the U.S. Open like the national like u.s open so i will be bowling that in february this upcoming year or this upcoming month oh yeah february is right around the corner it's already the 18th of january pretty exciting like i'm definitely ready to take that opportunity and be able to you know compete with some of the best in the nation so very excited for that opportunity and just i just hope it's a lot of fun perfect i hope it's fun for you my friend 
appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you were saying, you were... Oh, hold on, hold on. We got to scratch that. Scratch that. I just thought of something. Now, you kind of opened up a can of worms here. You said that was one of your top three favorite tournaments or favorite memories in bowling. You can't leave that open to a media guy and not tell me the other two that would be in your top three. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I kind of figured that was going to happen when I actually put this slip up. I just, ooh. Come on, Nate. We've, uh, done right. this. We've done this before. You know how it works. <laughs> Alright, so three and two, no specific order, making Junior Team USA and the whole the state series of um, the national records and everything like that. Those were definitely tied to the top. And then my number one, every time I get that Brandon LaShawn phone call and asking to do an interview about bowling, that's, that's definitely my number one. Like, I don't think anything will ever top that. So those 40 interviews that we've done, nah, not, nothing will ever top that. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate that. I think there's some sarcasm in there, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, no sarcasm at all. All, all 100% true. I appreciate that. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Absolutely. Same with you, man. And I forget, like, I don't forget, but when you said, you know, the State Series National Championship, you still have a couple records that do not look like they're going to go away. Uh, yeah, I the national ones still hold up, and then the state ones I'm pretty sure are still holding up as well. So that's been, it's been kind of nice that, it'll, that they've been up there for, you know, some time, so. And you don't have to tell me numbers if you don't remember them, but can you tell me, without me looking at the story, I don't remember which records they were. Largest state series, like win margin of 308 pins, and... I don't remember what the specific numbers were, but I remember games four and five were national records. So you take those beast mode numbers and decide to attend St. Ambrose. You are now a junior? Uh, yes, I'm currently a junior in St. Ambrose. So this is your third year bowling with St. Ambrose. You are currently going to begin a tournament today in Addison, Illinois. Just talk about, we'll start with this year, and then we can, you know, rewind to your freshman and, and sophomore campaigns. But just talk about this year so far and, and how St. Ambrose is doing and how you're feeling at the alley. Um, so ultimately, so I had surgery during first semester, so I was unable to bowl for first semester, which was, you know, it was, it was kind of a bummer having to, like, walk away for a bit from the game and take a break from it, you know, overall. But it was kind of nice to kind of, take that break though as well because you know I mean when you're constantly like in season technically because like bowling's all year round you know it's, it's nice to be able to take a little bit of a break and honestly it kind of rejuvenated me for the college season so I feel really good about this whole entire year uh, we had some really great recruits we lost four varsity members last year you know the rest of us that are still here I mean we're we're still taking up slack and you know, obviously there's always a learning curve, but you know what, I, I think we're doing just fine in terms of getting back to where we were. So, yeah, so the last tournament, which we actually pulled a tournament last week and ended up winning it. So that was kind of a nice return. That was my first tournament back for uh, first semester. So it was a really nice way to return. And truthfully, I think it was a good confidence booster for sort of sets the tone for the rest of the season of what we can do, you know, because, um, I mean, that was the first tournament win of the season. And, you know, just, it really, it 
nice confidence booster to be able to uh, win a tournament and show these guys that, hey, like, we, we can do this. You know, just, just kind of question marks, I guess, in terms of it, because we lost four people last year. We were ranked fourth in the country last year. You know, it, you can't just, you know, replace four four varsity members and then expect to just, you know, be right back up there. So I really think last weekend was really a, a great stepping stone in terms of trying to get to where we want to be again and honestly climb the ladder. So it's definitely nice to be back. And then um, when we have sectionals and, March and then hopefully nationals in April. So I, I feel really good about this year's team and the leadership and the camaraderie of this year has been really great. Just, I mean, everybody's been such team players this year from what I've seen already. So it's been, it's, it's definitely been a great, uh, great start to the year. What kind of surgery did you have, if you don't mind me asking? I had surgery on both of my feet. I kind of sidelined me for about four months. So, you know, just on and off was kind of, it's just hard to, you know, really stay consistent and really be able to uh, keep up on my game. So I really had to work, you know, work hard when I came back to make sure that I was at a level that I was trying to be at. So, Do you think your surgery kind of allowed for, you know, not the kind of Nate Stubler performance that you wanted at the USA team trial? I'm, I'm going to say yes and no because... You know, taking that much time off, obviously, it does take a toll on you in terms of your mentality and honestly, you know, just tournament restiness with, you know, how you think during tournaments, how well your your thought process is when you have to make moves or make changes or anything. But um, at the same time, I'll say no, because to me, like, I, I knew going into, team, like, Team Trials was my first tournament in two and a half months. If I was going to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish, I was going to have to be on my A game, and I was going to have to pick it up real quick. So, I mean, the practice session that I had the day before, you know, in Vegas was really good. I honestly thought that. I was like, okay, you know, we've been practicing for a lot, you know, before the tournament and coming into it. Like, I was like, I felt really good. But I got to be honest, like, after day one, I, I kind of just sort of realized, I was like, yeah, that was you know, kind of not expected, but just honestly, things just weren't clicking day one. Like it, it was a combination of so much in my head, and honestly, I'll, I'll kind of blame that on tournament rustiness. But either way, I mean, there's there's no excuses for my performance day one. So it was a combination of both. My execution was just not there, so I was just happy that I could eventually pick up the slack and I had a free entry for the tournament. Like we just had to pay for the hotel, so like it wasn't you know, a, a very expensive trip, which was nice. So I also just kind of saw it as like a, like a, a glorified practice session in a way. There's no better competition that you're going to face out, you know, rather than a national events. So I, I just kind of took it as a practice session after that and just made sure that I was sharp for the college season. Pretty cool that you can have glorified practice sessions like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, originally it wasn't supposed to be a glorified practice session, but after <laughs> after my start day one, it kind of turned into one, so I kind of had no choice. Sorry, I keep going back to the Team USA thing, but I just was curious. You know, you have a injury like that. I mean, your feet are very important, especially when you're bowling. You, you know, you got to use those to, to get the ball down the lane. So I was just curious about that. But now you are back. You are back with St. Ambrose. You're excited about the season. Got a tournament. 
this weekend. You just won last week's tournament. Just talk about, you know, college bowling. You go from LP to St. Ambrose, you know, you're highly recruited. There was a couple other colleges that you were looking at and that were looking at you, so you decided to go to St. Ambrose. Two and a half years in, do you still think that it was a good choice for you to go to St. Ambrose? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in terms of uh, the reason, the, the main reason I came here, like, obviously, like, one was a bonus, but, you know, I, I came here for schooling, ultimately, and the accounting program here has been great. I love every moment of it. I mean, the people that I've met throughout here and the friendships that I've made have been really wonderful, and I really can't see myself um, having as great of, like, I, I really think this worked out for the best, ultimately, so... Yeah, it's been a great experience overall, and certainly don't regret coming here. You guys went to Nationals last year. Did you go as a freshman? Yes, yes, we did. So, freshman year, we went as a team, and then last year, I qualified individually as well, and then also as a team, we qualified too. So, you're trying to be a double national contender this year as well? Uh, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm really hoping. Honestly, after last year, like, I made it to the round of eight, because they, they do, like, a, it's a bracket of, I, think, I believe it's 24 individuals make it, and, like, we competed all the sectionals, like, throughout the U.S., and, uh, like, finishing in the top eight last year just really kind of, really, like, you want to win and everything. I mean, it was a great, like, I was very happy with, like, the turnout and everything. Obviously, it wasn't the way that I wanted it to be, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's why we keep working. And, you know, like, there's two more years to have that opportunity. But, again, the more important thing is bowling and winning as a team. So, uh, last year as a team, we finished the top eight. Last year, we went two and two in match play, which ultimately wasn't, you know, what we were looking for. And just, it's honestly kind of a disappointing end of the season. This year's a new year, and we just have to learn from the mistakes that we made and learn from those experiences, the guys that were there last year. And, in a way, show the ropes to the to the income varsity guys and say, hey, like, you know, we, we don't want to repeat last year. Let's, you know, let's keep working. Let's let's get better. Cause the program's only really gotten better, you know, like every year in the last like, six years. It's been continuously progressing and getting better with recruits and everything. So it's been, it's been wonderful. Awesome. And you had stated earlier that, you know, you guys lost four varsity bowlers. I am guessing now that you're a junior, you're an upperclassman, you've been with the program for three years and a, you know, a huge contributor for them. Are you pretty much in a leadership role now? Yes and no. Like, I, I've always wanted to be, like, the Robert guy, like, the, you know, trying to get everybody going, like, in high school. I was like that. Definitely want to be that way in college. And, I mean, there, there's a lot of great leadership on this team. So, you know, I'm just, honestly, with me coming back late, I'm just trying to catch up with the other guys. I'm, I'm just trying to come back and honestly make the best difference I can. Ultimately, I, I'd love to be that leader guy. I'd love to, you know, like, I'd, I'd love to be that spot because, honestly, that's just how I am as a competitor, you know, and that's how I am as a teammate. So, if, if there's a title for it, I'm working for it. But uh, <laughs> we actually have two other left-handers on varsity. And I feel bad because, like, I wasn't around for a semester. So, like, just kind of, like, showing up the ropes was kind of, like, you know, a lot of it was just, like, talking about the tournament experiences. And now that I'm actually here, like, it's nice to be able to try to help them out and try to talk to them. I'm trying to explain them the game because ultimately, like, coming in as a freshman, like, I did not have much of an idea of, you know, what to do. 
So I honestly, I just kind of wanted to be there for the other freshmen. I, I just want to like try to help them out and you know guide them. The transition from high school bowling to college bowling is so just it's brutal. Like everyone goes through it at least one point where it's just it's an absolute struggle. And I'm just trying to help out the younger guys and what helps them helps the team. I'm just trying to be a leadership role to those guys that you know want to learn, want to get, want to get better, and ultimately want to succeed because that's, I mean, that's the whole reason that we do this in college is you know, for the competition. We, we've, we do this to compete. We, we do this to win. You had mentioned earlier with your surgery and, you know, missing time, stunk because you weren't bowling, but at the same time, you know, you, you got a break and you're doing it all year round and you've been bowling for a very, very long time since you're a little kid and, you know, junior tournaments and little kid stuff and then all through high school and now you're two and a half years into college and you're doing USA team trials and tournaments throughout the summers you know, throughout your whole childhood. So with all that bowling, you're 21, you've been doing this for, you know, over 10 years, probably, probably close to 15, you would say? How long have been bowling competition or just how long have been bowling? Just bowling in general. Uh, since I was two years old, actually. So <laughs> we're going on almost two decades, two decades of bowling. Has there ever been a time in your mind where you're like, you know what, I'm kind of getting sick of this? Or you're like, hey, this is something I love and I'm going to do this forever, which, what has been going on in Nate Stubler's mind? Definitely seen both sides of it. I mean, I, I think it's a really common thing for that to happen. I mean, every, everyone gets burned out in their sport, at least at some point throughout, you know. And, and anybody that says that they've never gone through that, I, I've never gone through both of those feelings. Like, I, I, I feel like they'd be lying just because... When you do your sport for like four months a year in high school, I mean, that, that's just during the season. You're constantly training for it. You're constantly thinking about it. You're constantly preparing for it. And, you know, sometimes you just you just have to take a break from it. And ultimately, ultimately, it's just resilience to want to come back. And, you know, once you're done with your break, and be like, all right, hey, let's, let's get going again. Like, I'm, I'm ready to come back. And sometimes in a way you just kind of need to be rejuvenated. Or you just kind of need that spark to really make things want to start working again. I think it was more so when I was younger, when I bowled youth leagues, because, you know, right after school on Fridays, I'd have to go straight up to the Super Bowl and bowl league. And then I'd have to do the same exact thing on Saturday morning, too, which, which wasn't horrible. Because obviously, like, other sports have, like, Saturday morning you know, youth sports, but, you know, doing it for 30, 32 or 36 of the year, you know, like during the fall time anyway, not including summer. Like, I was like, I was like I'm a young teenager. I'm a young teenager. I just want to sleep in on Saturday. But <laughs> I was like, I never got that opportunity. So I, I think that's where some of it stemmed from. It happened a little bit in college when I was going through the adjustment of just trying to get used to college bowling. And like, honestly, like, it, my freshman year for the first half of the year, it, it broke me down. Like, I felt like as if I had no clue how to even throw a bowling ball. Just like everything that I tried, everything I worked on would just not show up in tournaments. My work ethic had to change after that. And eventually, things started clicking. And ever since then, like, I've just been trying not to look back. Like, it's been a lot better. So, definitely the other side of it, though, where I just, like, had that feeling like I just want to do this forever. It was after I left junior team to the camp. They bring in a sports psychologist as well, like that's specifically for bowling. Um, and we work with him for about two days throughout the camp. And ultimately, like, my mentality towards bowling 
with the way to approach things and just the way to the way to view things and not just specifically with bowling but a lot of it related to life in general so i definitely feel like i've become a much more positive person in terms of bowling and in terms of life so ultimately it was after i left team camp that i was like wow like i really want to do this again i really want to make adult team usa and come back to camp and my whole mentality changed and it was the most eye-opening experience ever i I really there's just so much to it it's hard to pick one specific thing to go off on but yeah no my my mentality just changed entirely in terms of the sport and and everything so it's definitely been for the better as well all right so i'm gonna leave you with the toughest question of the day are you ready for this i am ready all right Yes, your father and uncle are co-owners of a bowling alley. You have been around the game your entire life. Like you said, you started at two years old. But for you to become as good as you are or to have the success that you have had, you have had to put in the work yourself. A lot of people do not see that. They see, hey, he's the coach's son. Father began the program in 2001 and was the coach until just a couple years ago. So you have been associated with bowling your entire life but you also put in the work and things like that so what as you know a junior in college you have had success junior team usa team usa tryouts all this other stuff that we've talked about pretty much this entire podcast what would you say to kids that you know might be at that burnout stage i see it every senior year in high school that there are a few kids who are phenomenal basketball players football players baseball players but they don't want to go to the next level because they're burnt out. You were just talking about, hey, you know, everybody goes through that burnt out period. And then there's also that love of the sport period. So when you're going through these things, what are some things that are clicking in your head that make you push aside, you know, whether we'll call it the good or the dark side, (laughs) that whether you stick with the sport or, you know, find something else, what did you tell yourself? Like, hey, I'm going to keep pushing and try to achieve these goals instead of, you know, becoming lazy or going to the dark side and just not putting my full effort into it anymore? Ooh, that is a tough question. Wow. We're trying to um, teach kids here, too, you know, Nate. It's not all entertainment purposes. <laughs> when you are going from that next level in high school to college, honestly, a lot of it is your teammates. Honestly, when it comes to any sport, I mean, even bowling where, you know, you're bowling a lot of your, like, your specific game. You know, ultimately, it's like the whole team goal. And to me, it sparks from your teammates. I mean, when your teammates are working their butt off for you, I mean, that, that should say something to you about, hey, like, they're, they're putting in this work for me. It's a pay up for work type of thing. Like, if they're going to work hard for me, if they're going to respect me as a teammate, I'm going to give them 110%. Because ultimately, when you have good teammates... And when everyone's working for a common goal and nobody has those individual goals, everything just clicks so much better. Like, I've seen both sides of it throughout high school and college. It's really just your teammates that drive you. And when you can get along with your teammates inside and outside of the sport that you play, it just makes it so much more fun. I mean, if you're not having fun with what you're doing, honestly, that's kind of a red flag. But quite truthfully, when you're getting at that burnout stage and you're like, I just need a break, truthfully... I, I say just take a break because everyone needs it at some point. When you're constantly, when your brain is constantly thinking about the sport you play, or you're constantly worried about, you know, just practice or just just anything. Like 
it's all right to take breaks every now and then. You know, obviously not months at a time like I was forced to, but, you know, if you have to take a week or two off, like, you know, it's everyone needs it at some point. Everyone needs a, a little rejuvenation or a little bit of an edge to want to get back into it because from every experience that I've had, where I always tell myself after, like, a long tournament, I'm like, I'm taking a week off. I'm going to relax. I'm just going to enjoy what I'm doing. There's always at least once or twice that it happens during that period where I'm almost, like, at the end of it. Or, like, if it's, like, a week, I hit day four or five of not bowling or not even thinking about it. And I just get this urge to come back. When you have that feeling... That's when you know that this is what you want to do, that this is this is for you. And obviously, like, I'm not trying to support, like, hey, get lazy, take a bunch of breaks. Like, it's not like that, but, like, everyone does need it every once in a while. But when it comes to that, like, you know, don't, don't be afraid to want to take a break. Everyone needs a little bit of relaxation because of so many other things going on in life in terms of when you're in high school. You know, you have all those classes that you go to, you know, the five days a week or when you're in college and have more time, but the time that you should be putting into your classwork, you know, when it gets up there, like totally okay to just take a step back and say like, hey coach, like, oh, I got this going on right now. Like, you know, I'd like to take this day off of practice. Like, you know, I'll see you tomorrow or whatever. Like, and it, that's the nice thing about St. Ambrose. It's been great in terms of that, of like, if you have like assignments or if you have something major, you know, like it's it's not a problem if you miss practice because ultimately school comes first. So with sports in general, when you have so many other things going on in your life, bound to happen at some point. You always need a break from something at least once in your life or multiple times. Just at some point, there's always got to be a break, especially when you spend as much time in a sport like when it comes to bowling. You know, and honestly, like. Playing high school sports, sometimes it can get very strenuous with your schedule. And if your coach is a good coach, if he understands the game, you know, he'll understand that, okay, you need to take a day off of practice, you better get schoolwork done. You know, that's how it should be, ultimately. So at the younger level, I definitely recommend, like in a position where I was in bowling leagues all the time, and it just eventually got kind of tiring and all that, you know, it's like, it's, you, you got to keep pushing through. You just got to remember, like, the reason that you put in the work is to be successful. And one of the things for me was I won, like, I think it was my eighth grade year, I won three tournaments within a span of, like, four months. Like, they were big tournaments. And I think it was kind of them that, like, I was like, wow, like, I can really do something. When you win tournaments, I mean, that's kind of the spark that you need to want to, you know, like, once, once you see that little bit of your hard work paying off, that just makes you want to go out and work even harder, quite truthfully. It's just such an awesome feeling to be successful and to, you know, win a tournament and just be like, wow, my hard work is paying off. Like, hey, let's get back out there and start practicing again. And I see it with a lot of the youth bowlers um, at the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of them just practice. And ultimately, they know that they're getting better. And, you know, it's, it's awesome to see them continuously go out there and sometimes bowl four or five days a week just because just they know that they're getting better. And I think it's a great thing for the sport and ultimately what great schools are doing now where they're starting to run tournaments like high school tournaments where like they're hosting like three or four events. I know Super Bowl's hosting one in the last few years. It's filled up pretty much all 24 lanes. And it's, it's just great for the sport to see it keep growing that way. And, you know, I, I would have never thought that 
ISA tournament that I used to do where it was just one weekend was your technical state finals and now I'm seeing it as like they're having qualifiers, they're having tournaments and all this stuff and ultimately it's just great. And again, that comes down to your teammates and you know, just having fun with the people that you're doing it with because you're all in this together. You're all trying to accomplish one goal. You know, when you can buy into one teammate and they can buy into you, it just it just makes things so much better. Definitely, and I feel like we just went into message time because there was a lot of messages in there, <laughs> that's for sure. What I'd like, what you were just talking about is, you know, some of the things that you were saying isn't just in sports and athletics and, you know, that age group. I mean, when you get older and you have a job and you're there five days a week, six days a week, things like that, there's a reason that, you know, Fortune 500 companies or maybe not even that big are giving vacation days or some places you have to take a personal day within, you know, the quarter. So three months, you get one personal day just so, you know, you get that break. Your brain is able to shut off and kind of rejuvenate at least for, for a day. There's reasons that that happens, and it has to happen in sports, too, I feel, for people to get the most out of what they're doing and, you know, the team to join together. Just like, you know, if you're at work, that's a team as well, too. So... I like what you said there. I mean, and that's all aspects of life, not just that age group or in athletics. So, definitely. I mean, ultimately, I mean, when you look at sports and you spend that much time doing your sport in high school or college, and, you know, like a lot of it relates to, you know, work and everything in just real life, you know, everything else that comes along with life. Yeah, sometimes less is more. And when we say less is more, not nothing is more, but a little break here and there never hurts anybody. Actually, it pretty much helps. It helps. Gets you rejuvenated and, you know, gets you ready to start going again. Well, my friend, it is always good to catch up. I know you're getting ready for a tournament. I really appreciate you taking your morning on a Saturday tournament day to speak with me for Edge of Your Seat Podcast, man. It's meant a lot. Hey, absolutely, man. I really do appreciate having you you know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to you again. It's always great to catch up. Definitely. We'll, we'll do this. We'll do this often. We text here and there. We've had lunches here and there. We'll, we'll stay in contact, as always. Absolutely. I'm totally down. I'm glad that I was here for, your, for our 41st uh, meeting, and our 41st meeting was on a podcast. So that was pretty cool.